0: What we find is our system works for everyone because it breaks the complex process into the smallest little steps.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Jilly Walker and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal here is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So Andrew, I thought you might find this interesting. We launched our very first podcast almost exactly one year ago, July 29th, 2015.
0: Holy smoke. Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it?
1: I think you've said that probably about 13 other times in our podcast, maybe. But I thought it would be a great idea if we did either one of two things. One, to just kind of start the new year off, even though it's not really the new year. It's kind of beginning to start into a new school year of just kind of reviewing what is it that we're really doing here to kind of encapsulate everything, perhaps, that we've talked about the last 53 weeks? Either that or they could go back and listen to them all. That would probably take a lot longer, though. Yes.
0: Well, 53 podcasts, that would be approximately 27 hours of
1: time. Right. Yeah, because they're only a half hour each. And Try uh, to keep it if short. you
0: did that kind of non-stop, it'd only take a little more than a day.
1: <laughs> but you would have to stay awake. So in these last 54, well, 53 episodes, because this is actually episode 54, we've had conversations about the four language arts. Yes. We've talked about the four deadly errors of teaching writing. Yes. You gave us some tips on motivation. We talked about grammar.
0: Yes, that was a good one. (laughs) Yes,
1: Some would think that was a good one if they... Had heard it, they would say, yes, that was a good one, but it was a good one. Pen and paper. I think that one got a lot of interesting feedback from mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. We talked about memory. Don't remember exactly what we said. But it's okay. I do. <laughs> <How> good. <laughs> talked a little bit about classical education. One of my favorite episodes that we did was on thinking, episode eight. And we're going to touch on several of these things and maybe camp a little bit longer on thinking because I know that's something that it's near and dear to your heart and by extension our heart at IEW. So some of the things other things that we've done, we've done some interviews. Sarah McKinsey was one of our interviewees. Yes. And we had what fun. I loved about that is that you were her first person that she interviewed on her podcast. Yes.
0: Yes, I was her first. Yes, and I, I remember worked. that when I get jealous of how many followers she has now. <laughs>
1: Right. I listen to her podcast and she has so many great books that she recommends to read out loud. And of course, that's a big thing that we promote here at IEW. And one of the things that we do, honestly, as a service to our listeners, is we repost our webinar recordings. People have asked us to do that. And we said, sure, that wouldn't be too difficult. So every time we do a webinar, we repost it as a podcast and that gets a little bit more exposure. So that's kind of interesting. Our most popular episodes. Can you guess what they are?
0: Ask Andrew anything, whatever the context, whatever, anything.
1: Yeah, anything. Yeah, Yeah. and you're right. Those are our most popular episodes. we have had some very weird questions. (laughs) Yes, we have. And we do those every 10 episodes. So as I was preparing for this recording, I did re-listen to that very first podcast that we did. I was so nervous just being in the same room with you knowing that this was going to be recorded and shared and really just wanted to shut up and listen to you talk. You've
0: improved tremendously over (laughs) the past year.
1: Well, thank you. (laughs) So have you. So as we go into this episode, which we're entitling, what are we really doing here? Do you mind if I share with our listeners our goal and then a little bit about our logo?
0: Well, that's your business. Our goal, (laughs) our logo, our mission (laughs) statement, our whole visage. Yes. That's your job, right?
1: It's wonderful to be a part of something I believe in. So our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. There's that thinking word again. So our logo is a globe and a pen, which represents our hope to bring the power of the pen to the world. And I think of what Thomas Jefferson said to Payne, I'm just reading this here, go on doing with your pen what in other times was done with the sword. So I know that that was a quote actually taken from your article entitled, What Are We Really Doing Here? So we can post that in the show notes for our listeners so they can read that whole article. But our logo, the pen, the world, and then there's a laurel wreath that goes around it. And that goes back to the ancient Greeks who recognized a laurel wreath is a symbol of excellence. And the excellence, Institute for Excellence in Writing, that's of course what we're hoping to promote. So underneath the laurel wreath are the words, listen, speak, read, write, think, which encapsulate our overarching goal to teach thinking skills.
0: And also the laurel wreath kind of is a nod to the classical mm-hmm. approach to teaching, the time-tested, true way to develop grammar and rhetoric skills right through imitation and through a progression of exercises and very similar to what we're doing in a just using more modern words. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly exactly so we have all these materials what would you say to the customer that we sometimes get who says I'm confused I don't know exactly what to purchase that will help me I hear IEW is great I just don't know what exactly it is we're doing.
0: Well, and that's what we spend all summer doing, yes. you know, at conventions, our wonderful team of exhibitors, our dynamic customer service people uh, answering these questions. And of course okay. in the true Socratic method, we encourage our folks to always answer the question with a question mm-hmm. and that would be, who are you teaching? You mm-hmm. know, what are your circumstances? Are you in a classroom? If so, what grade level? What t- what are some of your goals? If you have homeschool or a Uh, co-op type of situation. How old are the children you're teaching, and how much time do you have, and how how do you want to be involved? Our primary goal, as you said in reciting our mission statement so fluently, (laughs) is to equip teachers and parents. That's the main thing we do. So everything we sell is directed at teaching the teachers, teaching parents, Uh, training them, giving them an opportunity to actually develop their own skills of writing so that they will be better off teaching their children, their students, children of any age or aptitude. So the core product, of course, is teaching writing structure and style. And we redid that Mm -hmm. a little under two years ago. It was a behemothic project. Yes, The results have been fantastic. The feedback has been more than I would have ever expected in terms of happy people. And it's very comprehensive, mm-hmm. and you can actually start learning that program anytime you want. In fact, right. I, I really appreciate it when parents will come up and, and they may have a four or five-year-old and say, I want to prepare myself to teach this child well. Mm-hmm. What can I do now? That is the wonderful type of question uh, because it shows that forward thinking. It shows that parent taking responsibility rather than what can I buy for right. my ex-age child. You right. know. So that's where I think we continue to focus our efforts, and that is, in a way, what differentiates us from a lot of other, quote, curriculums. We don't sell things for people to buy and throw at their kids. We provide training opportunities, seminars, and materials for parents and teachers to learn the system and become more effective with their children. So,
1: so that teacher training course that we sell, what I love about how we teach writing is that it's easy. It's not hard to figure out, but it's different than what anybody else is teaching.
0: It is easy because it's systematic. It can be challenging because it's systematic. Mm -hmm. Some people's experience with writing is different than the way we do it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they come up uh, with this, to this systematic way of doing things look at all the models and checklists and say good heavens isn't it just about expression expressing your ideas on paper Mm -hmm. so you know having that system is going to help both the people who desire a systematic approach and the ones who need it but don't necessarily know that yet Mm -hmm. it is hard in a way to be honest Mm -hmm. that if you don't actually do the exercises, the practicum exercises yourself. As mm-hmm. an adult, mm-hmm. if you don't actually practice the things you're going to try to teach, it's much harder to teach them well. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do, when the, when the video says, turn off the video and do this outline, turn off the video, write this paragraph, turn off the video, do these practice exercises, you know, if you don't do it how do you teach it well?
1: Right. And even as you mentioned that, I think of the student videos who have a similar prompt. Pause and now write this Your from your keyword outline on sea snakes. If the kids don't do that, they wouldn't learn to write. So why would the teacher learn to write if she's not, he or she is not actually doing the assignment, right? Yes.
0: Well, I think the older we get, <laughs> the more susceptible we are. To think, oh yeah, I read it, I understand it, I can do it. Right. Uh, But of course, we know from coaching parents who call up or teachers who say, I don't quite get it. First question we ask is, did you do the Mm -hmm. practicum sessions? And if the answer is no, which usually if there's difficulty, that's the problem, then we have to redirect and say, okay. But on the other hand, people appreciate that Mm -hmm. because there aren't a lot of opportunities like that for busy parents, busy teachers to learn something well enough in a relatively short period of time to be comfortable teaching it to children of all different age and aptitudes.
1: Right. If you were to summarize our system of teaching writing in, you know, a sentence or two, like an elevator speech, what would you say?
0: Well, we provide structural models to help children understand how to organize ideas, both for narrative, fiction, creative type writing, as well as research, report, essay type of writing. So we provide models so that they can have an idea of how much information to collect up, how to organize, and then how to present that. And then we have style techniques and checklists that force them to use Uh, different words than they might use. So vocabulary, different sentence, phrase, and clause patterns, uh, specific word usages and grammatical constructions that will add more variety to the writing. Mm -hmm. And so expand the style. And then embedded through the system is the increasing difficulty of asking the questions that helps the children know the content, to invent Mm -hmm. to think up the content. And so we start with a very simple question. What are the keywords in the sentence? And we move to a little bit harder question. What are the key elements of the story? We move to a little bit harder question. What are the most significant, important, interesting facts in this selection that we're summarizing? Move into pictures. And then we hit that problem of the blank page Mm -hmm. in Unit Mm 7. And as I've said many times, Unfortunately, a lot of writing programs will start at the blank page and say, you have to think of something to learn how to write.
1: Right, and the kids don't know what to think.
0: No, well, and what we've discovered is that if you actually learn how to write in the process, you learn how to think, Mm -hmm. and when you hit that blank page, it's not so overwhelming. Right. So we do teach these three basic elements of rhetorical expression, which would be the content or invention, the structure, or arrangement, and the style, the elocution. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, it's very organized, and people who have had difficulty, tears, struggles, even considered giving up entirely with other approaches, or no approach, find a successful pathway. They can step on and walk in front of their children and see measurable qualitative concrete improvement
1: I like that you mentioned the pathway and I like that you mentioned the teacher leading the students we did a study recently on how this program had success in a classroom
0: the Berwin study yes exactly that was mind-blowing Yes. I mean the results blew away all of our expectations it was so exciting it was the perfect demographic two elementary schools K-8 small suburban district And the same demographic in terms of economic and racial mix uh, in these schools. We had our consultant train one school's teachers and not train the other school's teachers. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect opportunity for comparison. So we had one school, the teachers did the in-service with our consultant, were provided with uh, the materials we have available for teachers. In September, at the beginning of the year, right after the training, we gave a uh, impartial writing assessment through the ECRA company. Right. And they tested both schools. Mm-hmm. So a couple hundred kids in each school. And then we just let the year roll, let the teachers teach as best we could. Our consultant was available, mm-hmm. but we didn't monitor a lot of specifics, like how much time was spent and how many units they did and how far on the checklist. We don't know that. All we know is that some teachers were using the program, others weren't. End of the school year, we brought in the independent testing company again, uh, on our own dime, I -hmm. might add. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what their test was. They didn't know what our system was. So it was a perfect double blind. And they gave this writing assessment, scored it, and sent them the scores. And what we saw was almost unbelievable, Mm -hmm. when when you think about it. In the school where the teachers were trained the grade 4 or 5 which was the the two teachers who used it i would guess the most uh, vigorously they had an average increase of 42% crazy 42% increase well you'd think that's good because they should improve mm-hmm. over 9 months time mm-hmm. but it only looks spectacular when you compare it with the other school right Two percent right. average increase. Right. So we're talking magnitudes different here. Right. And what allows that? Well, it's the systematic nature that allows the children to know what to do. It's like giving them the pieces, uh, the Legos of language, as opposed to the blob of clay and say make something nice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was very exciting. We also saw a decent improvement in the grade eight, even though the grade eight w- teacher was not using very much, just right. incidentally dropping in some ideas. But that uh, that grade four or five group, mm-hmm. wow. Of course, the Berwyn School District was very happy mm-hmm. that we paid mm-hmm. to prove that their investment <laughs> in their teachers was a worthwhile investment. Right. But that's so comforting to have when we talk to other schools that mm-hmm. are saying you know can you kind of guarantee is mm-hmm. this really going to work I mean mm-hmm. it sounds good but right so now we have the answer to the but yes question.
1: yes we do so writing is in our name the Institute for Excellence in Writing and that's where we really shine but we have these other language arts leading up to writing listening speaking and reading and I know that we have some curricular materials to support that
0: Yes, and of course, uh, I could talk for an hour Mm -hmm. on... I think I did, actually, talk for an hour on each of those. Mm, Yes, you did. But the one-hour version is the four language arts. People can download that off Mm -hmm. our website, can Mm -hmm. they not? Yes, they can. So we talk about the relationship, how listening is actually at the core of everything, Mm. and how to promote good listening by reading out loud to children Mm -hmm. from a young age and all through the elementary into the teen years even, Mm -hmm. and the importance of doing that to build the database of language, of vocabulary and syntax and ideas. And I just can't stress too strongly to people that that is the thing that makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. It's the number one predictor of good writing skills in adults is did your parents read out loud to you a lot while you were growing up? Mm-hmm. I would say eight out of ten people. If, if I ask them the question, they'll say, yeah, yeah, I guess. How do you know? How did you know that? Yeah, my dad read the Reader's Digest every day at dinner. Mm-hmm. And in the few times they don't, they'll probably say something like, well, my parents didn't read, but I was the oldest sibling, so I read to my younger siblings. And so, so they're hearing themselves they're right are getting on. the language in through the ear. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, uh, speaking. Mm -hmm. When you think about writing, what do you have to do? Talk to yourself, right? So you're sitting there. I got to write something. So you have to articulate to yourself an idea in words in a complete sentence that makes sense, hopefully, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to say something to yourself. Mm -hmm. Then you go back to listening. You have to hear what Mm -hmm. you say to yourself. Then you have to hold it in your memory long enough to be able to write it down without forgetting what you were writing. Right. This, I mean, it, when you think about how complex this is, mm. it's a wonder anybody can do it at all.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Uh, but it also helps you understand why some children get overwhelmed mm-hmm. so easily. Mm-hmm. But this speaking, of course, the ability to create and produce from your database of language, the sentence structures with the good vocabulary and, and syntax, that's why memorizing Language is so important. And there we have my favorite product. My favorite thing I ever did was the linguistic development through poetry memorization. Mm -hmm. And so just building that fluency of speaking beautiful English and using imitation and memory and furnishing the mind. Mm -hmm. I know I've talked about how I love that phrase, furnishing the mind. And then, of course, reading will be a direct result of. Listening because when you decode a word, right, you will compare mm-hmm. that word you've decoded with the words you already learned through listening. And if it matches up, you have comprehension. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't match up, you don't have comprehension, right? Right? So you might say, Slaigaha, <laughs> Slaigaha, Slaigaha, ha Oh, wait a minute, that's E I G H, that's one of them A sounds. Mm-hmm. You get Slay. What's a sleigh? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you've heard a poem or read a story or seen a movie where someone talked about sleighs.
1: Jingle bells, maybe?
0: Then you could. <laughs> but if you didn't have that in your mm-hmm. auditory database, it wouldn't make any sense. Right? It'd be as useful as it being called a sleigh, huh?
1: yeah, right.
0: <laughs> so uh, so that reading so dependent. And then, of course, the writing. And we can right. continue to talk about that later.
1: The writing is a tool that we use to teach thinking. And I would love to talk a little bit more about how we teach thinking, kind of surreptitiously, as you might say, but I think we have to stop.
0: Well, our title was Thinking, the Quintessence of the Four Language Arts. Right. And the quintessence is the fifth element, Hmm. quintessential of the fifth element, quintessentially. And what is the fifth element? Well, if you go back to medieval alchemical elements, you got fire, air, water, and earth. What's the stuff from which all of that is made? Hmm. The fifth element, which is sometimes called ether. Oh, okay. But it is the substance behind the substance. So the activity behind the activity, the reality behind the apparent reality. So when we're teaching the four language arts, behind that, thinking. For next week? Next week. All right.